listener. KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulikert Woolen Clan of the Boon Wurrung, who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to our elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the KickPod, your DM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. One, two, three, Hi, Lawsy. Hello. I'm very excited about today's podcast. We have not found a new word for excited, so that's okay. As soon as you said that, it doesn't mean we aren't excited for every single guest that we have. Yeah. You know what? We wouldn't have a guest on if we wouldn't. We are bringing the goods with the guests, especially (laughs) from the time we were in the UK. And when we went there, Mm. we recorded with... The most incredible, well, first of all, it was all of you guys. Like, we can't take credit for this. We said, who no. do you want us to speak to? And then we tried to get them on the podcast and they said yes, which was so exciting. And this guest mm. is one that was highly, highly requested. And after chatting to her and now following her, mm. I am obsessed. Yeah, we can see why. And we're talking about Roxy Nafusi, who is an author of three books now and a manifestation expert and both Laura and I book like New York oh, yeah. Times bestselling Not book just, like yeah. a very iconic incredibly incredible iconic book author and she's just also very very lovely like a lovely person was delighted to to be in her presence honestly and this chat was so insightful and, and there's just so many good takeaways from it I think what we particularly loved about this chat was Laura and I, and we've and we've admitted this before. We've spoken about manifesting before, and it's it's a new world for us. However, the way that Roxy bring, breaks it down is so practical, and also there's there's elements of manifesting that I've realised now after learning more about it that I didn't realise I was already practicing. <laughs> so it's, it's if you're scared of the word manifesting or you think it's woo woo or anything like that, this podcast is super practical and Roxy has just an incredible way of speaking through um, basically different tools and stuff that you can have in your everyday life to find happiness and it's joy self-belief. in the That's little what things. I love. I love that she says 100%. manifesting is self-belief. And they, it's not about manifesting things that are out of your control either, like it, which is just amazing. Um, so we are so excited to share this podcast with you. We think you're going to get so much out of it. And we're just going to stop it there because it's, honestly, all There's, the gold is in, within the chat. <laughs> what we wanted to also make sure in this conversation mm. is that because Roxy has so many amazing mm. practical tools to help, that is what we focused on yeah. in this conversation. And there are so many takeaways. I was literally like in my head, like, oh, I have to, I'm going to like down. re-listen three 100%. times to write it all out. So enjoy. <laughs> Roxy, we are so excited to have you here. No, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, we reached out to the community and your name came up quite a lot when we want, when we said that we were coming to the UK and, you know, who inspires you or who would you like to hear from? And since then, I've followed you. I've like just put myself in the world of Roxy and I've listened to so many podcasts and I just, I think it's just so incredible everything that you do. So we are so excited to have oh, you. thank you. That's so nice. I was saying before, my little boy's half Aussie, so I really, <laughs> I have that I can go out there and do the same thing. <laughs> well, we'd love to have you and we can, we're happy to have you in Melbourne. Um, and I wanted to start just for those um, who might be listening and might not know a 
a bit about your background mm. as to how you got to who you are today and what you do. Do you mind taking us back and sharing a bit of your journey? Of course. Okay, I'll try and keep it relatively short <laughs> because I always end up telling my entire life story and I don't know who wanted to hear that. But basically, um, so... I grew up in Oxford. Oh, here we go. It's starting. I grew up in Oxford and I would say that growing up, I was very much sort of an outsider. I'm Iraqi growing up in, you know, a very white community. I had brown skin. I was just, I felt like an outsider from as long as I can remember. And, you know, those years are really pivotal, I think. And it's why, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but one of the reasons why I'm looking at you know, manifesting for kids now. But mm. those years, you're trying to build your self-worth, figure out who you are, where you fit. Um, and so I I started off in life with no confidence. Um, I didn't know how to be happy. I hadn't learned those tools to practice gratitude or um, to find any sense of like joy or peace. And I know now looking back, I was definitely suffering from severe depression the entire time, um, which then led to sort of, you know, eating disorders when I was a teen and then when I was 18 um, and I left school I discovered drugs cocaine really and uh, alcohol started smoking uh, 20 cigarettes a day and by the time I was 21 I was in my first narcotics anonymous meeting and it was until it was then until I was 28 until I actually gave up so those uh, seven years I knew I had a problem but couldn't escape it and so with that comes a lot of shame a lot of you know it really exacerbates that self-loathing you're constantly on this yo-yo of being high from drugs and then on an incredible come down um, which is you know in itself this kind of like these mini traumas you're putting yourself through every week you know multiple times a week um, and it just wasn't a good time. I, I had no job. I wasn't making any money. I had so many toxic relationships. Um, and in May 2018, I hit sort of a real rock bottom. I had many rock bottoms and anyone that's listening that has any experience with addiction will know there are many, many rock bottoms along the way. But in May 2018, I, I kind of reached this real final one. And what had happened was I had gone to do a yoga teacher training course the month before. So yoga had been one safe space for me throughout the place. I had a really bad back problem. So I started Iyengar yoga when I was 21 and the mat became my place. And in one of my attempts to give up, I decided, well, why don't I go do a yoga teacher training course? Maybe this could be a career for me. Um, if I go away in, to Thailand, I love mm. Thailand. If I go away to Thailand and do this course, you know, I'm not going to have any access to drugs or cigarettes or alcohol. I'm going to be meditating. I was like, this will be it. This will be the thing that changes me. So I was like, great. Went off, did it, you know, thought that I'm going to be a yoga teacher when I get back. And I would, I actually, what I really wanted to do then was give little like motivational speeches at the beginning of my classes. So I thought this is it. And when I landed back in London, a friend of mine said, oh, do you want to go for dinner tonight? And I, you know, was quite tanned from my trip. I was feeling quite fresh. I just been doing 200 hours of yoga. I was like, great, of course, let's go. So I, she said, I'm just getting ready at a hotel. Do you want to come meet me there? And I thought, yeah, perfect. So went over and it was 4 p.m. And she got out a little bag of Coke and said, do you want a line? And I went, oh, yeah, fuck it. 
Had you not had anything while you're in um, no. Thailand? Nothing, no, no alcohol, no, no nothing. drugs. You weren't even eating meat. Like it was completely clean. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was going to be the thing that changes me. But 48 hours later, I'm mm-hmm. back in exactly the same place that I was. And mm-hmm. I went on to have this 48-hour bender. Mm-hmm. Um, and two days later, finally went to bed, woke up and... That feeling of shame is so uh, great, and it was it was so difficult um, for me to kind of comprehend that I really was. I felt like I was this absolute fuck up, mm. and I thought, well, nothing's going to change me. So I called a friend of mine, and she said. Um, oh, you should listen to this podcast I just listened to on manifesting. And I was like, fuck it, I'll try anything. So I listened to this podcast and from that moment, um, everything changed. My whole life kind of transformed beyond recognition. And two weeks later on the 7th of June, uh, 2018, Wade messaged me on a dating app um, who's from Melbourne. We didn't have any mutual friends, nothing at all. It was crazy. Anyway, 7th of June, he sent me a message on a dating app and a year to the day on the 7th of June, 2019, our baby boy Wolf was born. Um, and the rest is history. So that's kind of my journey. Wow. <laughs> what was it about that podcast yeah. that spoke to you? Mm-hmm. That was because obviously through that seven year journey, you would have had so many things that you, you yes. know, you tried to yeah. do to get yes. out of it. And I also, I'm so sorry that you went through mm-hmm. that. Oh no, it's no, horrible. thank you. No, no. Um, what was it with that Mm. one episode Mm. that was the thing that was like, I'm going to change my life now and turn it around? You know, it's so funny because this weekend I re-listened to it. Did you? Yeah, because I have no, I haven't listened to it since, and I've told the story yeah, um, quite a few times. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just re-listen to it. I want to know <laughs> what was it, and what it was really was uh, this, this. It was Lacey Phillips. She's another manifestation expert. She had said. Uh, you know, manifesting isn't about your thoughts. It's all about your self-worth. And I was like, ah, I have no self-worth. So I am manifesting, but in the wrong direction. Mm. And I knew, I think I instinctively did know how powerful my thoughts were. And I and I don't know if anyone listening will relate, but I would always have things where I'd be like, oh, I know this thing isn't going to happen for me. And it wouldn't. And it would confirm this belief. Or I know this is going to go wrong. I, ha- I was putting out these kind of negative outcomes into the kind of ether and seeing them come into reality. And so I knew I had a powerful mind, uh, but it was in the, you know, I was using it. it Yeah. I needed Mm. to make it work for me rather than against me. And so I thought, okay, well, how about I try this? How about I change the way I feel about myself and what I believe about myself and see if that changes my reality. And I think I was at it's timing is is everything, isn't it? You need to be at that point in your life where you're like, I'm going to actually let myself be open to this. Mm. And I think with manifesting, you know, I really I had I didn't really know anything about it, but now it's such a trend. Mm. And so I think a lot of people actually get really put off by the word manifesting because they think it's like maybe it's just this TikTok thing or it's about magical thinking or it's woo-woo. So, you know, you have to reach a point where you're actually able to also be open to Mm. the idea of something. Oh, it's, it, that's so wonderful. It's so interesting. I feel like you have come into my life at the time that, that I needed it oh. in your work. And <laughs> I, don't know, I feel really emotional right now, but um, sorry. No, <laughs> but I amazing. think I've just started working with, it's just something that you just said with the coach around, I'm so sorry, oh. um, with a coach around like self-worth. Because for me with manifesting, I was like, 
it's woo woo. It's not for, I'm very like type A mm-hmm. regimented. I'm like that to me, it's like, I'm very big believer in, oh, there's a lot of privilege that comes to saying this, but what mm-hmm. you put in, you get out with work. Like mm-hmm. you can't just, and when I think, when I used to think of manifestation, mm-hmm. I thought of you just, you know, I wish I'm going to, I want to win the lottery, lottery yeah. I want to be rich or whatever. And then yeah. you just think it's, you're just going to get that, which to me, I'm like, no, you have mm-hmm. to work for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was my, my idea of manifestation. And I've just started with, you know, what we do with kick and, and my role in the business. Like it's, it's very challenging for me. And I am trying to, I put these really high expectations on myself and I'm trying to get better at my role. But a part of that is building my confidence. It's like the biggest thing that's letting me down and holding me back. And through the journey I've been on over the past few months, the more people I speak to, the more I've learned that everyone has a coach. Like everyone has this support. Everyone has these tools. Like no one gets to like, you know, to be an SEO or whatever level, whatever job they have without having that mm. support. And there's a book that my coach has asked me to read around. It's not around manifestation, but there was a, a quote in there around like what you think you what you believe like is what's going to become true for mm-hmm. you so it's like but you have control of that yeah absolutely and I I've been saying recently our belief system essentially is like the lens that we view through which we view the whole world mm. okay so our belief system is the lens through which we view the mm. whole world and so our, our, our belief system and what beliefs we hold about ourselves influence how we perceive every experience that we have mm. every um, interaction we have with anybody mm. Every kind of experience and the meaning we attach to it is determined by what we believe about the world and about ourselves. But the amazing thing is that we have this thing called neuroplasticity. So we can change what we believe. We can change our belief system. And that is a gift. And I think that it's so easy to think, I'm never going to be any different. I, because I felt like this for so long. I've hated myself for so long. I've mm. suffered from the self-loathing for so long. Mm. And I definitely, I, you know, I believe that too. And I know how hard it is to, um, you know, have that insecurity or that inner critic be so loud and control you to such an extent. Um, but the beauty of self-development and healing, which mm. is what manifesting is, is that we can change it for ourselves and therefore change everything around us. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think I was the same as Laws. Like I had this very different idea of what manifesting was until I realized that a lot of it <laughs> I was kind of already practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just incredible what you've done uh, to, to flip your life really, but also to now help mm-hmm. so many others. Um, one thing that you have curated and that is so incredible is the seven steps. So mm-hmm. There's obviously a lot under all of them. <laughs> so well, if you have to read your book, that's what you, that's you're not giving away the book. You're, you're not going to gonna, the <laughs> gonna go through everything. But do you mind just just touching on on some of those steps for yeah. us? And, and how, they how did they you? come together? How do people practice them themselves? And how yeah, how did they come up for you as well? Absolutely. So this my seven step guide to manifesting really is everything you need to know about manifestation. And I definitely would say like. Yes, do read the book yes. because it's got <laughs> so much in there. It's such an easy read. Um, and anybody, I, I always say, I challenge anybody to read that book and not see a positive change in their lives afterwards. So I'll run through kind of top line what the seven steps mm. are. And then if you want to delve into any of them, you can let me know. So the first step is to be clearing your vision. And essentially, mm. you can't get to where you want to go unless you know where it is you are headed. Mm. And I think that 
at this kind of very first stage of manifesting, what we really need to come to it with is a sense of vulnerability and courage. Mm. Because to actually be honest with yourself about what your big biggest dreams are and what your biggest goals are, that is a vulnerable experience. It's not, you have to really dig deep and, and, and also admit what in your life is not making you happy, what you want changing. Um, and sometimes we can feel silly to even say our dreams, mm. you know, we, so we have to have come to it with this vulnerability. That's why I say to people, one of the reasons why I say to people that when they make a vision board, they should put them away. I've heard you say that before. Because yeah. if you have it on your wall or as your screensaver, mm. you're not really going to be honest about what you want. Not, not to the truest extent you'll you be scared could. of what other people think. Exactly. Yeah. You know, what, what if someone judges me for this dream I have? And I think that's a very real thing for a lot of people. They feel embarrassed or insecure or mm. worried about the judgment, about, yeah. you know, what it is that's in their soul, in their heart that they really want to come to the world with. Mm. Um, the second step is the most important step of manifesting, and that's remove fear and doubt. So fear and doubt is the culmination of all our insecurities, low self-worth, limiting beliefs, and look, we all have buckets of them, right? We've Most we of do. us have lived with them for <laughs> decades. There are a few people that I meet that truly had a very secure upbringing, that absolutely, they are natural manifestors. They actually really have these a positive belief mm-hmm. that support them throughout their lives. But for the majority of us, we don't, we are not brought up that way and actually we're compounding all these insecurities throughout our lives until such a day when we decide we're going to make a change. Um, And the reason that this is the most important step is because the secret of manifesting is that we manifest what we believe we are worthy of receiving. So we you have to say that again. Yes, mm. everyone. That is, like <laughs> that a, is gold. That yeah. is yes. Everyone, like, pause this to say that to yourself. <laughs> so we can only manifest what we believe we are worthy of receiving, and so uh, this step is really about the healing journey. It's about the unconditioning of those limiting beliefs. It's about stepping out of our own way. It's about becoming the most empowered version of yourself that mm. could possibly exist. It's about knowing that you are worthy of abundance. Um, but this is no easy thing to do, and it's definitely not something that happens overnight. Mm. So there's kind of two parts of this. One of them is a greater healing journey. And for that, I really, I, I'm such an advocate of therapists, mm. counselors, all, I mean, there's mm. so many different types of healers mm. that can really help you get into those deeper wounds and heal them. Um but another part is the part that we can do with from with ourselves day to day, and that's by reprogramming our subconscious beliefs through uh, really simple, repeated thoughts and actions. So that could be using affirmations. It can be changing the, your language um, and really having a greater sense uh, sense of self awareness, so that we can do this. Mm. Um, and again, it's absolutely possible. Things like affirmations are such a simple tool, mm. but they work like mm. they actually work mm. but this remove fear and doubt like I say it's the most important step and I would say it's the most profound mm. this is the coming back to yourself to your authentic self to your most empowered self like I say and uh, for me is probably probably the greatest journey I've ever been on how I wanted to ask you about how this step worked in for mm. your life because mm. for you what I mean what you described around being at you know the lowest point of your life and when you are at a really low point with confidence and I'm sure so many people might be feeling this listening when you feel worthless trying to envision 
feeling worth something mm-hmm. is so hard mm-hmm. yeah because you just think like oh I'm, I'm just don't I'm worthless like I'm, I don't deserve that or yeah. you know I'm not deserving of love or you know beautiful relationships and, mm-hmm. and everything how did you build up because you I'm, I'm guessing you didn't go from like I don't I don't feel worthy to Probably I'm worthy of abundance mm-hmm. no yeah, yeah it was definitely definitely a journey and you know actually what had happened was after I met Wade I fell pregnant quite quickly and went into a very dark prenatal depression and was doing a lot of healing during that time but it's definitely been an ongoing journey but it's really it's all about finding these baby steps Mm -hmm. so even things like and I, I think I talk about this one in my second book manifest dive deeper but it's things like doing the things you'll say you'll do Mm. okay so that's like a really easy technique for building self-worth from within and that's not about saying to yourself because sometimes especially with affirmations by the way people often when we're really struggling with low self-worth to say to ourselves I am magnificent I am enough I love the person that I am it feels really uncomfortable and inauthentic yeah people feel cringed out people worry Mm. oh but I don't believe what I'm saying and by the way anyone that's thinking that that's listening don't worry you don't have to believe it your subconscious can't tell the difference between a truth and a lie so whatever you say to it will believe to be true so it's understanding that but also doing little things like that so if mm-hmm. I said to myself okay I'm going to make sure that I'm going to spring clean my house today something simple like that mm-hmm. if I said out to myself I was going to do it I would do it okay so because every time I do something I say I'm going to do I'm actually strengthening my self-respect mm-hmm. my self-worth I'm trusting myself and then being able to trust in myself means that I can trust the decisions that I'm making day to day it was also about changing the people I was spending time with like I knew there were people mm-hmm. that I was so self-conscious around you know, and I'm sure all of us have mm-hmm. one person in our lives, if we really think about it, that perhaps we're just a bit more on edge. Or you're overthinking what you're saying. Or when you leave them, you're really mm-hmm. thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, did I say the right thing? Or what do they think of me? So it was about changing my relationships. It was changing, being really unbelievably strict with myself about how I was speaking to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was about setting myself like mini goals like really mini goals that I could then celebrate when when they came true or when when I reached them, you know, and having that self-celebration, I just think is such a, mm-hmm. a brilliant like little practice that you can have for yourself. Mm-hmm. It was about finding other ways to practice self-love, like having a candlelit bath or going and getting a blow dry. So there's all these little mm-hmm. tiny things that you can do throughout the day to practice and cultivate. And there's a chapter in the book called Cultivate Self-Love. Mm-hmm. Um but it's still an ongoing journey for me. You know, there are still parts of, um, of you know, we for confidence, we're not always, it's not, we're completely, we have no, for most of us, there's one area of our life where mm. we have more confidence than others. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, we might have a lot of confidence at work, but no confidence in relationships. You might have no confidence with ourselves and the way that, you know, our parents or the way we feel about ourselves, but we have lots of confidence in other areas. So for most of us, there'll be one, at least one area where we can find some confidence. And I think st- use that as your like seed and then see how you can like kind of, because mm. that will give you the, uh, the feeling of it. So if you can at least start to imagine the feeling, okay, I know that when I'm with this one person I feel confident so I know what that feels like and then when you're sinking into sort of visualization meditations where you're visualizing your future self or your most confident self you can use that feeling but really actually make it even more even greater as as big as it can be imagine yourself taking up space in the universe you know being you know I always imagine you're thinking about your alter ego your best self as like another character and then step into the energy of that Mm -hmm. 
Did you find, I'm interested in what you said around the, the people in your life that make you feel like mm. we all have, I've got multiple of them, I can think of them all, I can see them, <laughs> that make us feel like we're not, you, we go in there and you over, overthink yeah, everything yeah. And, and you just feel so, you feel really small mm. and you feel like that, well, for me, it's not being taken seriously. That's the thing that I will go to. Mm. And how do you find, or have you found that when you've had to work through that yourself in your life, mm. has it been removing those people from your life or has it been changing the way you show up to that person? I think it can be both. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that for, and it's a question I get asked a lot is I have low vibe people in my life, mm. but what do I do? There's not, for some people, it's quite an easy, you know that you need to cut them out and you just do because that is the only way. <laughs> Other times that's harder, especially if it's family because you can't just cut someone out. But what you can do is have really clear boundaries Mm. of when you spend time with them. So let's say that there's somebody that you know is always there to kind of, they they have little digs or they Mm. criticize you, they don't make you feel good. If you're already having a bad day and you're already feeling quite, you're in a kind of like feeling of low self-worth already, you're in a critics really loud that day, seeing that person is not the best idea. Mm. But when you're feeling like, hey, I'm feeling really grounded today, I'm feeling really good, you know what, no one can rock me, I've got this, then that maybe is a time where it's okay to see them for a short amount of time, you know, if you have to. Mm. Um, But also being able to have really, you know, if you have a friend that's like, Maybe they're constantly calling you for advice and it's very take, take, take. Mm. Okay, you have to be able to own that yourself and take responsibility Mm. of how much you allow them to do that. When can you say, no, actually today I can't take this call? No, and slowly change the dynamic. Now, it is hard because those people like you to be a certain way and they don't want you to change. But really it's about being able to say, I have to prioritize myself and my and my well-being and make change here and this actually really falls into step four which is Mm. sort of overcoming tests from the universe and not settling for less than you deserve but you know the relationships in our life are really important but another thing I would say is that when you do start to heal and when you do start to build self-worth those relationships also just never they won't have the same effect on you they do feel different. You're able to see it differently. You're like, oh, like, why was I, why was I so worried every time I left this, left mm. this person? Like everything changes. Like what, when I said at the beginning, you know, that everything is a lens of, from our belief system. And it's exactly like that. This is incredible. And your fifth, your fifth step. We missed three. We oh, missed step number we? three. Oh, we did. Oh, we did. Three. Can we do three? Let's, let's do three. Let's do three. Yes, 100%. I'm going to go so fast. <laughs> so step is too many. No, I know. Really? <laughs> no, number three. Step three is align your behavior. So this yeah. is all about taking action. So if, if step two is a remove fear and doubt, imagine mm-hmm. that that is really about that feminine energy. It's about mm-hmm. that nurturing, that self-love, mm-hmm. that care. Whereas step three for me is more of stepping into that more, more masculine energy. It's about motivation. It's about forward momentum. And this really is, you know, asking you to show up as your future self. You know, what would your future self do today? It's about transcending Mm. your fear and doubt. So your fear and doubt is an ongoing journey. So Mm. you're not waiting to heal before you start step three, but saying, Mm. okay, if I had no fear and doubt, what would I do today? How Mm. would I show up? How would I respond to the situation? And then act as though you you are already there. Um, This is also about stepping outside your comfort zone. You know, I think for anybody and no matter what dream you have or what goal you want to reach, uh, you absolutely have to step outside your comfort zone. You have to do things differently. You have to be the change 
right? And, and be the change that you want to see in your life. And I think that I used to really find it really cliche, you know, that saying, um, do something every day that scares you. And I'm mm. like, oh no, but I get it it's now. true. Like it is true. And yeah. I would say that on my own journey, you know, every single time I've done, you know, a talk or an event or a interview or anything that has really terrified me, I've up leveled on the other side. Mm. So I think, you know, it's about breaking down your barriers and really um, expanding every mm. everything. So uh, that's step three. Step four is overcome tests from the universe. Mm. So this kind of comes in two parts. It's actually my favorite step. So a test from the universe, the easiest way to kind of describe it is by giving you an example. <laughs> so imagine that you're looking for your perfect partner. And um, because what I believe, by the way, I should say is that on the way to all your goals, the universe will provide you with tests. And these tests are asking you how worthy do you really believe you are on mm. receiving. So you are going on all these uh, dates and then you meet someone and you think, oh, my God, this is the person they, I, I'd written, they're everything I'd written on my vision board. <laughs> you know, you meet in that first date. There is like crazy chemistry. And you think Roxy was right. I've manifested the one. This is fucking incredible. <laughs> She's a genius. And uh, the first day is amazing. And then you don't hear from them. And then five days pass and they text you and they say, hey, what's up? Okay, this is clearly a test. Okay. Because <laughs> five days is five days too late. Can we all agree on that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So this is a test. And the test, like I say, is how worthy do you really think you are? Are you going to carry on engaging with this person because, you know, you need that validation? Mm -hmm. You need to see where it goes. You're hoping that, you know, it will get better. You're hoping it will change. Or are you able to say no? Actually, the person on my list really had respect for me. They were, they liked me as much as I liked them. Um, I'm going to step away from this person because I know something better is out there for me. Okay, so in our lives, there are always these tests mm -hmm. that are going to come to you and basically ask you, how worthy are, uh, do you believe that you are? And also, are you going to settle? And everywhere in our life where we're settling for less than we deserve, we're blocking ourselves from receiving uh, what, what we really want. We're stopping ourselves from receiving abundance and joy and success and love. And the reason I love this step so much is because I find it so incredibly empowering. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm so much more able to be uh, to see things in my life that are not meant for me and walk away from them with a real sense of pride and actually joy. Mm. You know, it's, it's this freeing feeling when you step away and when you cut ties. Like if you're texting your ex, right, and you've got that constant connection, when you finally say to yourself, mm. enough, mm. oh my God, it's liberating. <laughs> So the next step, step five, is embrace gratitude yeah. without caveats. So gratitude, mm. I, I say this is the manifesting sweet spot, knowing what you want whilst being entirely grateful for all mm. that you already have. And I think it's a really important one because I think that when people... Get, one mistake that people can make on their manifesting journey is that they get quite obsessive over their goals mm -hmm. or they get really attached to them. And for me, this creates a really desperate energy, which is really low vibrational, which actually comes from a fear, a space of fear and doubt. Mm -hmm. And then it's blocking you from having what you want. And it's also making you incapable of really sinking into this feeling of gratitude of everything that's already around you. 
And manifesting isn't just about more, more, more. It's actually about making the life that you already have feel the best that it can be. It's it's, a, it's a, such a beautiful practice. I mean, I'm so passionate about it. Um, and gratitude has this really high vibrational frequency. And so there's, my mom used to say this phrase to me in Arabic, which translates to, for every thanks you give, you get a thousand in return. Mm. And it's like, it sums it up so perfectly. So when we sit in this feeling of appreciation, what we're really doing is putting ourselves in an abundant mindset because mm. we already feel that we have an abundance of everything already mm. so we attract more abundance back to us and anything more just feels like a cherry on top exactly and I think that it's it also gives you an opportunity to appreciate and enjoy and find pleasure in the life that you are already living and your journey to the things that you want um, because I think we all know that what, no matter what our goals are, you know, they're not actually the thing that makes mm. us happy. No, they're not. You know, it's not really, it's good for us. I think it's humans. We want something to work, work mm. towards always. But once you have those goals, you're probably going to, well, you are going to find new goals. Absolutely. And so you really need to find a way to find that peace and happiness on the way there. And it, and it really talks to your next step, really. Yeah. Um, and cause so I would love you to talk to it because I think that's something that we like to talk to in, in the comparison trap mm-hmm. in, in life and, and envy in others and everything like that. So talk us through how we can turn envy into inspiration. Yes. So step six is turn envy into inspiration. And envy comes, again, from the scarcity mm, mindset. Yeah. So it says that you have something, and that might mean less for me. There's not enough to go around. The antithesis to this is inspiration. You have something, and I can have it too. There's an abundance of it for, for all of us. You know, there's an abundance of love, success, mm. wealth, you know, love for everybody. Um and I think what often happens is with envy, you know, firstly, we all experience it. Mm. So I do this thing in my workshops. So I host a lot of workshops and I always say, um, okay, so who here gets jealous from time to time? And usually about 5% of people. Because no one wants to admit it. Because no it's one wants horrible. to admit it. Yes. And then I yes. go, we all do fucking that. liars. Yeah. <laughs> who here gets jealous? <laughs> yeah. And then everybody puts, because everybody experiences it, but mm-hmm. we do judge our own jealousy because we, you know, we really don't, want to admit that we feel jealous it's Mm. really hard and the problem is when we don't admit we feel jealous we actually pass it on as judgment Mm. so like when a confident person walks in the room instead of saying oh my god I love god I wish I had that confidence Mm. that confidence is amazing or feeling a bit jealous of that confidence what we say is oh gosh so up for self every time you know we do we we do naturally do that and I think you know that's not to shame anyone for doing that but it's more just to have that awareness of going okay when I may be judging someone on TikTok or on Instagram or someone else actually what's that showing me Mm. what's inside of me that's actually feeling you know a bit triggered or you know what insecurity is it bringing up for me or what is it showing me that I actually still want in my life Mm. and so what we can do is we can start having self-awareness so really bringing that awareness to our thoughts when we're feeling jealous when we're noticing we're going to judge someone and seeing how we can shift that thought really easily okay so someone walks in with confidence instead of thinking oh god stop herself thinking like I can't wait to walk into a room like that Mm. I am I'm striving for that Mm. that moment where I can walk in and just be unapologetically myself Mm. if somebody's you know a competitor brand, you know, has just achieved something great or, you know, reached a milestone that you're striving for. God, that's incredible. Allow other people's success to show you what's possible. Mm. And I think that's such a nice way to look at it. You know, they are showing me what's possible. Mm. I have this great um, example in the second book and I'll share it now. I don't think I've shared it on a podcast before, but 
so when I uh, I was writing the second book and I was I was writing about this step and at the same time I happened to come across this Insta story that I had made in uh, 2019 mm. so no it must have been 2020 anyway so my, me and my, this, my friend Tori had started in this kind of world at the mm. same time. So yeah, it was 2019. So we'd started in the same time and I had started just doing the workshop. She had, she was a healer, but had started a crystal bracelet brand, um, and called T balance crystal, the beautiful bracelets. Anyway, she started that as a hobby and over COVID, um, during the pandemic, they'd gotten more attention and she was doing really well with them. Anyway, she, I had posted a story with a picture of Bella Hadid wearing the bracelet and I wrote, I am so proud of my friend T-Balance Crystals, Bella Hadid wearing her bracelet. You should shop them. Here's the link. They're amazing. Fast forward to January 2022, three weeks after my book came out. Who should walk out of their hotel room with their book clutched under their hand for the world to see? Bella Hadid. <laughs> that is, that's boss. No, that what is, are the chances? <laughs> and I thought, wow, mm. there it is. You know, I was not threatened by my friend's success. Mm. I mm. was celebrating it. I was showing the universe in action that I believe that there is an abundance of success mm. for us all. Mm. And that the, the exact mirror of it in the fact that she did step out like that, I think was just such a beautiful moment. How did that yeah. make you feel? When it happened, yeah. oh my God, I was screaming. Yeah. I mean, I'm obsessed yeah. with, I mean, obsessed yeah. with Bella. Like always have been. <laughs> so I was just, you know, completely just like in this whirlwind at the time when the book had just come out and had kind of gone wild and it was amazing. But I think it was actually even more amazing mm. when I saw that that story, you know, a year later and was like, oh, mm -hmm. that's the, that's what did it. You know, that's what brought it to me. And then step seven is the last step and that's trust in the universe. And this step is really all about surrender. So again, one misconception with manifesting is that it's about control. Mm. And like I said before, you know, people can become quite obsessive, but actually the kind of like gold dust on manifesting is knowing what you want and then letting it go, you know, and actually you then, you have this unwavering confidence that you just know it's going to happen. And that confidence is so magnetic and everyone listening will have had an experience. And I'm sure you guys have where you just known it was going to work out. Mm. You just knew, you didn't know why mm -hmm. you were like, I just know it. It'll is. Be fine. I'm cool. Yeah. Like I've got, I've got no worries. Like I absolutely, you were just so in your power with it. You just knew and it did. And the same would have happened the opposite way. Oh, I know it's not going to work out. Okay. So it's that unwavering confidence that I think is really the final pull. It really pulls into you. And I would say that for me personally, you know, I would say I'm, you know, I, I manifest really incredibly well. And if anybody said, you know, what was my real like special skill, it'd be that no matter what I want, I'm able to let it go. I don't attach to the wanting, you know, I just know what I want. I know it's going to happen. And then I focus on the other steps on, you know, the healing journey, which is ongoing on taking action where I can, you know, on overcoming any tests Another test that might come through by the way is like rejection. If there is a rejection, not allowing it to derail you, but allowing it to serve as a lesson or, you know, a teaching and then sitting in that space of gratitude, making sure that I'm always noticing any envy that comes up and turning inspiration and then ultimately knowing and trusting and that, that is enough.
I, I wanted to ask you what you just touched on before around for you as someone who's obviously so wonderful at manifestation, <laughs> an expert, <laughs> definitely. Have you put something on your vision board or for anyone listening that has a vision board and they put something on there and they've got rejected? Mm. And how do you stop yourself from leaning into manifestation just isn't for me? I'm not worthy of that. Mm. Because I can just, I mean, I've done that before. You think, oh, I can get to here. I believe in myself. Mm. You don't get it. You get rejected. And mm. instead of, it's obviously reframing it to a learning, et cetera. Mm. But in that moment, it's so hard to not think, who did I think I was to even mm. think I could get that I'm not worthy and then just... I think it is natural and I think that firstly, you know, when it happens, if, if you know, there is this real rejection that's really knocking, mm. it's like firstly let yourself have it for a minute. Like you're going to, those thoughts are going to come in, mm. it's fine. And then it's just how quickly you can recover from them. Mm. Okay, so there's a kind of difference between, I think there's a fine line between self-love where you want to be compassionate with yourself and allow yourself to have those feelings. Just have that moment. Just feel sorry for yourself for a minute. Okay. Like I get it. You want to let yourself, but then there's a point where you also then need to just give yourself a kick up the ass and not indulge in it. Mm -hmm. And there's that fine line, isn't there between compassion and indulging. Mm -hmm. So when you know the time is right, then it's okay. Right. Let's start over. What have I learned from this? How can I change it? How can I get there? If that is still a dream of yours, because one thing that can happen is, you know, if you've put something down that you want to achieve, it doesn't happen. Some people can feel this sense of relief, like, I didn't actually want it that much anyway. <laughs> yes. You know, I only wanted, I only thought, I, I thought I should yeah. want it. Or it didn't, you know, even the idea of once you've passed, if you were rejected, even the idea of actually winning it, you're like, would it actually have made that much mm, yeah. now that I'm here? Yeah. You know? Exactly. So kind of reflect on that. But if you're, if that is still a dream of mm. yours, like absolutely do not give up on it. Mm. Um, find another way around. You know, there's a million ways to get to the same point. Someone used to say that to me and I think it's, I always sticks with me. I never take no for an answer. There's always another way if you're willing to find it. That that ever and again pause <laughs> rewind replay that that is so important and I we we could seriously talk, talk to you for, for so long. long but we unfortunately have to wrap soon and but before we finish the last thing I would love for you to talk about is your new book yeah it's coming out oh yeah tell us about it it's, it's so fascinating because like obviously everything that I've heard with manifesting is like you know what we can do as adults and mm -hmm. everything and I'm thinking about my two and a half year old mm -hmm. but like yeah what tell us all about it and starting at such a young age why that's important well I think that you know, for a lot of us, we're all trying to undo a lot of the damage that happened <laughs> a long time ago. And, you know, these are really important years. And for me, um, nobody is too young to manifest. And with manifesting for kids, one thing I do think is, you know, I don't want parents to worry that they're going to get their kids thinking they can wish really hard for, you know, these unreachable dreams and unicorns and then it's not, you know, and then it's making their parenting journey harder. <laughs> right? That's not really what yes. it's about. So manifesting for kids, I split into four steps. So the first one is understanding emotions. Mm. So I think that for a lot of us, you know, we, we don't know as young people how to process our emotions. If you look at young kids, mm. you know, when they feel angry, when they feel jealous, when they feel sad, there's a, there's a frustration because they don't know how to process 
process it. Mm. But uh, emotions don't just kind of disappear, okay? They stick within us. And so what I wanted to do is give children opportunity as early as possible to recognize what they're feeling, whether that's, and I'm talking about the harder emotions. So Mm. guilt, embarrassment, um, fear, anger, and worry, Mm. and sadness, and give them a toolbox that they can use to help them process it. So there's all these little tools and introductions to tools that we can use and we still use throughout our lives, like affirmations, breathing, uh, meditation, self-validation, being able to actually say and express what they're feeling and identify why. So that's kind of the first step. The second step is all about Mm -hmm. self-belief. You know, of course, I mean, the earlier we can find ways to actually believe in ourselves and find confidence, the better. Mm -hmm. Um, I also talk a little bit in there about comparing ourselves to others and social media. Mm -hmm. Step three is gratitude. So, you know, if I could... If I, if I could instill anything in any child, it would be this uh, gratitude practice. Mm. Because I think when we have this appreciation for life, everything is different. And for me, even with Wolf, you know, he's four now. But since as as, as young as he could communicate, mm. I started a gratitude practice with him. And the way I did that is every night before bed, I would say, what was the best thing that happened today? Mm. And then I go, and what's another thing? And what's another thing? And I absolutely see the effect it's had on him he is always expressing joy Mm. he's always going this is the best oh this cup is gorgeous <laughs> I love these are perfect yeah. I took him into Prada yesterday and he didn't he tried on every he was like these are perfect mummy these are perfect for my eyes I was like you're not having Prada sunglasses <laughs> but they actually really seem to turn he's obviously got style um, but I can absolutely see this real like positive mentality um, and I think there's lots of gratitude practices for the kids to do on their own and with families and then the last step for them is goal setting mm-hmm. and that's got you know how to make vision boards visualization meditations um you know how to persist when times get hard all these things so you know it's a it's it's a very again like the adults book it's very practical there's lots of tools in it it's not about wishful thinking but we'll help them to help themselves because I think as parents we do want the best for our children but we don't have as much influence over them as we would like once they get behind the school gates or behind their phones Mm -hmm. there's not there's only so much we can do but if we can give them a little toolbox to use for themselves, then at least we've done something. Oh, I'm so I'm so gonna get it because <laughs> I think I've had this thing in my mind that he's he's too young to start anything like that. Although he has already made me look in at the world in a, a more mm. positive light, and like how how can I keep that energy inside yeah. him? Is I'm just so excited to learn Aww. more about. So Aww. thank you. <laughs> no, I was, and I definitely I would say if you do have younger kids, it's worth reading mm. because then you can pass on those tools younger and explain it mm. to them. Mm. So well, thank you, thank you so oh, much for joining so us. Much. It's been just a pleasure to, to sit yeah. here with you and listen to you and and have this conversation. So thank Aww. you for your time. We're so excited for your new book. I don't have kids yet, but when I do I'm gonna break it um but no truly thank you so 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 much thank you thank you so much guys Thanks so much for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you ever want to get involved with our podcast, maybe we're talking about a segment, you have something relatable you want to chat about, a DNM, questions, um, please send your voice notes or your stories to us at KickPod where you can DM us directly um, and you can also keep up with everything that we're doing on the podcast there as well. You can see the video content that we share and any other questions or updates when we want to get you guys involved. 
You sure can. And if you want to find out more about Kick, you can learn more at kickapp.com. You can download the app on the Google Play or the Apple Store. We have got a free seven-day trial. And you can find us on Instagram at Steph Claire Smith at Laurie.henshaw and on TikTok at Kick. We will chat to you soon.